Welcome once again to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. We help business creators like you win at the game of business and marketing so you can thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion and make a difference for your community, market, and audience. Please take a moment and visit our website, www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. You'll find hundreds of episodes covering a breadth and depth of topics relevant to you as a business creator and links to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. And now, here's today's episode. Let's get started. My name is Adam Homie. I am your host, and I am honored once again by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. The Business Creators Radio Show takes you to those places where you have those mastermind meetings and aha moments that can change your trajectory or at least bring you a little bit closer to your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. And we don't have a $25,000 Hollywood studio with soundproof walls or anything like that. I'm sitting out here on my balcony in beautiful Las Vegas, known to some as the hottest city in America, with my laptop and my Logitech headset. And I want you as a listener to imagine yourself sitting in on a mastermind chat with your pad of paper and two pens out, looking for those little golden pieces of wisdom that can answer questions that you might not even know you were supposed to ask. Today, we're getting into brain stuff. I love neuroscience and I love repatterning. I've, I worked with a client uh, for one of my other businesses on the topic of resonance repatterning. So these types of things, reprogramming the brain, creating mind frames, frame control, these are things that I've done a lot of study and practice in. So I get so geeked out when I have the opportunity to converse with somebody on this show who works in that area. And let me tell you today, we have a winner for you. Her name is Adele Spragan. She's an award-winning author, thought leader, international trainer, and fearless speaker. She has been awarded the 2020 Woman of Inspiration Award, and in 2021, she was recognized as the top behavioral expert of the year. Her talks will take your listeners, that being you, on a journey into the unknown that will have them questioning everything they believe about how their brain is shaping their solutions. I love it. Supporting entrepreneurs and sales professionals alike as we hear 18-wheelers driving in the background and my neighbors walking their dogs, which is awesome. We will tune in and find out more about Adele and how she has guided thousands globally to achieve breakthrough results in both their personal and professional lives. So it's all about repatterning your brain to be a better you. Adele Spragan, come on in. The weather's fine. Nice to be here, Adam. Okay, I read on. Supporting all your entrepreneurs and salespeople out there. Oh, hell yes. Now, I read off your official bio, as I always do. So impressive. Not sure I'm even worthy to be here. And this is my show. So, what I want to do, and this is what we do with all of our guests, is before we dive into today's topic, I said the official version, but now let's pull back the curtain and let's hear a bit from you in your own words. Tell us a bit about your journey. And something about it that's brought you to where you are today, serving business creators from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Yeah, I, I'm I'm what could be termed a serial entrepreneur. Any other ones out there? I uh-huh. started three businesses, one after another. Problem was I quit three, one after another. 
bang, bang, bang. So I, I enrolled partners, I enrolled sponsors, I had fantastic ideas. I had those initial customers, those initial clients. But nevertheless, Adam, something in me just turned off a switch. And I just kept quitting. And by the time I had done that for the third time, I thought, what is wrong with me? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I decided, okay, I'm following all the instructions out there. Like I'm doing everything my coach was telling me to do. Uh-huh. I was doing everything that all the trainers were telling me to do. Uh-huh. And I could see. <laughs> yeah, you get it, right? I uh-huh. A pattern in me. I just didn't know what to do about it. So I thought, okay, I'm, I've got to figure this out. So uh-huh. I took myself to university and I started to study how does this human brain of ours work? How does it function? in order to bring about something like my quitting and other people's procrastination and other people's avoidance. And I really wanted to study it from a different perspective from all the trainers that I had followed. And sure enough, I discovered, Adam, that we're using the wrong operating instructions. That's probably the best way I can word it. Our brain functions in a particular way. And um, when we know how it functions and when we know how to work with it effectively, We got to any goal that we set for ourselves. So once I realized this, I created what I call a repatterning technique. It's a way of repatterning the brain. And I'll get into that in a minute, like what exactly that means. Uh But after after I applied this technique for about six weeks, it takes about six weeks to really uh, apply it effectively. I was searching inside myself for where is this idea of quitting? And I couldn't find it. Like it just wasn't there anymore. It was as if I had stepped out of one identity into another. So I thought, boy, I'm really onto something here, right? So I um I got together a group of people and I said, let's test this out. I've got this new idea. Let's give it a try. And they all started to apply the technique. I taught them to the technique. And they all started to manifest their goals. And what was stopping them previously um, disappeared from internally from within that. And so since then, I've gone on to teach it all over the globe. I've, um, I've been teaching this technique now for 12 years, um, award-winning because it's so darn effective. And I'll tell you, 87% of the people that I train in this technique, they reach their goals, they manifest their dreams, um, which is different from the usual 25, 30% of people who manage to manifest their goals out there. So Working with your brain, hugely effective way of doing things. Hey, remember me um, saying when you're first telling your story, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And did you catch the tonality where I'm saying, been there, done that, yeah. uh-huh. So when I, let me tell you a little bit about my story, and you'll see that there were some wavelengths in mine as well. So it all started I'm I'm going to skip ahead to a certain point in my life, so we're not saying I was born in 1976 during the era of Gerald Rudolph Ford's Win Up Inflation Now program. I'm not going to do that. Uh, but what I will say is I finished my MBA from Duquesne University in December t- 2002, and I did the usual stuff. I had a, a concentration in hum- human resource management. My goal at the time was to become a training and development director for a Fortune 100 company. So I was looking to find a ladder to climb. I did the usual networking, outreach, the interviews, and I did get a couple job offers, not from big companies, but from smaller companies that liked my portfolio and were impressed by the fact that I cold called them and were going to create positions for me. 
and I turned them down. Right around that time, I reconnected with a previous mentor of mine who, at that point in his journey, owned a small training and development company that specialized in the um, hospital housekeeping industry. That's where most of his clients were. And he also did some industrial stuff. And he needed somebody to work with him to uh, do research for his PowerPoint presentations, read and summarize books that he didn't have time to read and explain to them what they meant, and also to help him with the manuscripts for his upcoming first book. So that morphed into me catching the entrepreneurial bug. I formed an LLC and I was doing this as a side hustle while I got diagonally promoted with the same company that I worked at full time while I did my MBA full time. And uh, for two years, it was uh, ox and a horse cart. I didn't know which way I was going to go until something very dramatic happened on Friday, November 19th, 2004, when I discovered what a, I'm not going to get into any of the details of it, but let's just say that um, I was right and they were wrong. And I found out what an absolute obtuse, freaking useless moron my boss's boss was. So the decision was made for me. I'm going entrepreneur. Still Still took me eight months to get out of there. And the reason being... Didn't know what I didn't know, didn't know what questions to ask, didn't know that there were questions to ask. 2023, Adam, wouldn't have sat there for two years. 2023, Adam, would have sat there for maybe two months. But, And that's one of the things that passionately drives me for what I do is when I see people who believe that there's a long way to do things, I help them find the shortcuts. So if they're going A, B, C, D, and E, I start with the question, why don't we just draw a line from A to E? Yeah. And challenge me on why there are other points. Because I can I can look at what I did between 2002 and 2005. Uh, September 2nd, 2005 is when I was liberated. Uh, it was the work day before Labor Day that, or, yeah, Labor Day that year. And uh, I can see that I, I did all, had all these waypoints and I can go back and say, look, dude, forget B, forget C, forget D. You don't need them. Just go straight E. You'll be there in two months. Anyway. Very quickly, this this business, which I picked up a couple other clients as well, doing similar things, mostly um, intellectual research type stuff. I went to a conference, and uh, since I knew a thing or two about basic HTML, well, all of a sudden, I was in the web design business. And that lasted for seven years until I got absolutely sick of it and ran screaming from it. Then that happened right around the time that website conversion consulting became a separate discipline. And I was a website conversion consultant for a while. It's actually very lucrative. And I built that entire business entirely through LinkedIn groups. Then uh, I had a falling out with my business partner. So I moved on to being a product launch hired gun, getting paid $10,000 a pop. And uh, that was great, but I didn't really like it. So then I went through this three-year period in my life where I had no idea what I wanted to be when I grew up. When I looked out in the future, I saw a blank screen. I only had one thing and one thing going for me was the fact that I hosted this podcast, the Business Creators Radio Show, which got me 52 conversations with new people every every year, one a week, and gave me 52 pieces of content to show to the audience who was still following, hoping that maybe I would come up with an offer for them someday. <laughs> and ironically, that whole journey led me into working with entrepreneurs to launch your podcasts. So within podcasting, I found podcasting. Now, as I look back upon this journey, I noticed that time after time after time, I entered other businesses because other people showed me money. 
it had very little to do with any introspection or any framing about what I really wanted to do with my life. Mm-hmm. That's why I kept jumping. That's why I came to, in a way, despise all of those things. Whereas the funny thing is, through our Launch Your Podcast Fast program, it integrates certain pieces of every single one of those disciplines to create our unique system. So all lessons are valuable. You just might not recognize the value until later on. But what I noticed in me was a pattern was I wasn't really making my own decisions. Mm-hmm. And that was that was mind-blowing for me. Yes, yeah. And that's that's exactly how patterns work, right? We repeat the same yep. mistakes over and over and over again, not knowing why we do it or even that we're doing it sometimes. Until one day we wake up and go, why do I keep doing that? What's going on inside this brain of mine that causes me to keep doing that? And that is the first question to freedom. The first question to success is to notice how we repeat things over and over. You're brilliant. Well done, Adam. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, I got those attaboys all right. And I also got those, screw you, you ruined me every time anything went ever even slightly wrong. Yes. And that was linking to patterns from... My childhood, uh, where I was classified as gifted, I had an IQ of 138, which was two points short of genius. I got skipped from the first to the second grade right in the middle of the year. And you can imagine the wonders that did for my social life. Oh, let me tell you. Uh, Mm -hmm. And my idea of extracurricular fun was going to the library and losing myself in the encyclopedias until they flicked the lights and told me it was time to close. Wow. I love to devour knowledge. Now, I was... The golden boy. I was smart. I was brilliant until two things happened. A, I started to use that brilliance and that knowledge to question narratives I was being fed. Then it became, well, you read too much. You need to get a life. Why why do you you study? Why do you worry so much about this stuff? It's not important because it questioned the narrative. And then it also came out that um, I have absolutely no aptitude for advanced mathematics whatsoever i cannot solve an isosceles trapezoid for why i don't even know what the hell an isosceles trapezoid is or if it exists so when i was getting paperwork for advanced placement classes sent to my house at the same time as i was getting deficiency reports for algebra 2 which i you know could i i still don't know a damn thing about it to this day and i was subjected to it over and over again it became you know when are you going to finally start studying and applying yourself? Really? Wow. Mean, meanwhile, the whole story of my life was studying and applying myself. I, I would, um, uh, you know, you know how, you know how some kids would uh, keep the flashlight under the bed. So after lights out, they would uh, read magazines under the flashlight. I was mm-hmm. using that flashlight to read biographies of the encyclopedias my parents bought for me, uh, newspapers. Uh, mm. scientific magazines, uh, political science magazines. Yeah. I was definitely applying myself to the things I enjoyed, but I was being told that I had to give that up to finally get serious about something I couldn't give a rat's ass about then or now. But so where these, speaking. yeah. So where yeah, these patterns come together, where these patterns come together. And I, and I and would love you to tear this apart and tell me what I'm missing and what have you is it came to the point where even though intellectually and even in a lot of my conscious speech patterns, I rebelled against the idea of conformity, there's still a pattern within me 
that strongly enforced it because of the punishments I received when I didn't conform. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So how do patterns get created? Well, first of all, let me define what a pattern is, because yeah. what Adam is talking about is all the result of a patterns and those behaviors that we repeat over and over again. Those could be called patterns, but I like to call those habits. And a pattern is in your brain. So think of a neural pathway in the brain. And once the brain has formed a neural pathway, it continues to take the same action over and over and over again. So how do those patterns get created? Well, as Adam's saying, when you're little and you go through experiences, your brain stores away that experience for future use. It stores away the action that you took so that it can use it again later. And it, it's highly efficient. That's the way the brain works. That's the way the brain needs to work. Because if you had to think about every decision you would be making, you would be paralyzed. You wouldn't be making any decision. So fastest route to action is via an existing pattern. But not all of those patterns work, as Adam is saying, right? Some of them cause you to make the same mistakes over and over again. And it's those that we need to dig in there and upgrade. We need to let go of those old obsolete patterns and replace them with new ones. So one of the patterns that Adam is touching on here is one that I see a lot amongst my clients. And that is a pattern for learning. So some people are so good at learning, like Adam was, but they're not that good at taking action. And so they keep coming back to more and more training, uh -huh. thinking that they're not good enough, thinking that they don't yet know enough. So the belief given by the pattern is I don't know enough, I'm not good enough. The action is to keep coming back to training rather than getting out there in the world and doing your entrepreneurship. So um, yeah, brilliant. Now, Anna broke through that pattern using rebellion. So rebellion is another pattern in our brain, and it's not good or bad. It can work for us or against us. Um, if it's working for us, then it will cause us to not conform to those things that are keeping us trapped. If it's working against us, though, we will keep rebelling against the very thing that we need to do. And that, again, is another pattern that needs to be identified. Yeah. So does that help, Adam? Oh, that, 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 that helps a lot. That's a, that, and that takes what I... Uh, I, I mean, I just learned a couple things that I hadn't even seen up until now from you giving me the outside looking in perspective, which is, by the way, what great coaches do and why I tell everybody you should have a coach, even if you are really good at what you do. In fact, that's even all the more reason to have a coach. And the reason is very simple. When you're trying to solve a problem, understand a pattern, create a breakthrough, launch something, uh, launch, you know, create a new business, uh, build wealth. You are riding the train that's in the tunnel, heading toward that little pinpoint of light at the end. Your coach is outside the tunnel in the sunlight. They're looking in. They actually see more of the train than you do. So have you ever heard the expression, I'm telling you what you already know? You need somebody to tell you what you already know. In fact, uh, in fact, the testimonial I give for my business coach, and I'll say his name, Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach, he's been mine since 2009, is... Real simple. That's basically what I just said is the testimony I'll give him. But what I add to that is I've come to him with things where he would give me his coaching advice on it. And I came to recognize that if somebody had come to me asking the same questions, asking for me to coach them, I would have given them substantially the same answers as Jim gave me. However, I could not see those answers for myself 
simply because I was on the train in the tunnel heading toward the point of light, rather than outside the tunnel looking in, actually seeing more of the train than the passenger as it's coming toward the light. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I, I want to share also something for some people out there. Because there are, there are some people who, when we get the right advice, which is given by a coach, they are able to apply that advice and get to their goals. That is one type of person. There's another type of person who knows what to do, and yet they cannot do it. They procrastinate, they avoid, they quit like I did, they uh -huh. run away. I had great coaches all giving me fantastic advice, all just as Adam is saying, we're standing on the outside of the train, we're able to see my shortcomings, we're able to see what I should do. And we're able to say, Adele, if you just did this, you would get to your goal. And as much as I believed them, I was paralyzed with fears and anxieties, which prevented me from doing it. So if that's the case, start with removing what's in your way first. And don't beat yourself up. It's just your brain. It's just a brain pattern yeah. that has a lot of fear that is preventing you from moving forward. And it may not be fear. I mean, you know, I'm using fear as an example, but it can be a whole lot of other things. Shame. Um, a whole lot of experiences prevent us from getting to our goal. But once you learn how to identify what's in your way, then you're going to use a method to subtract it from your brain rather than striving to get there. Yeah. We live in a world of blame and shame because we are taught that if you get advice, you ought to be able to just take that advice. Uh -huh. That's not true for everybody. Oh First, my God. You are you are you are hitting it on the head, but go ahead, keep going, keep going. Okay. Okay, awesome. The first thing you need to do is remove the pattern that is keeping you stuck. Once you do that, then you just naturally and innately take the step in the direction that the, the coach is telling you to go with. So let's stop beating ourselves up and let's start identifying what some of those patterns are. So Adam, amongst your clientele, what do you see are the biggest stops? their biggest their biggest challenges yeah yeah what, what's stopping your audience out there from um just applying what the coach tells them to do and just moving forward naturally let me let me just think about this for a second Sure. And I may not be giving the precise answer. I'm going to give the first thing that comes to mind. You just got to give me like five seconds for it to come to my mind. So here we go. Never, you know, just sit with the silence here. I well, want to say thinking about it. You guys can be thinking about what's your biggest goal. So. Yeah. I think for them, it's a sense of a programming that they're the little person trying to reverse funnel hack the big people oh brilliant okay. and i and, and i and i actually and to a degree i include myself in that okay so you see big players out there and they're already hugely successful and you're you feel like the little entrepreneur who's just starting off on this path and you're yep. comparing yourself to those those big gurus out there going oh boy what's the point <laughs> is that uh -huh. have i summed that up Ryan Dice sold 50,000 copies of the follow-up machine. Why couldn't I sell more than 10 copies of my info product for half that price? Brilliant. I love that. Brilliant. Yeah. Yes. And it's a huge one today because of social media, guys. We live in a world of comparison. And we live in a world where 
we're now comparing ourselves to the world. Like, just think about this, right? It used to be that you would compare yourself to your own neighbors, but now it's your, you've got the world that you're comparing yourself against. So this is a very common pattern to feel that you're not good enough in comparison to these bigger players out there. Yeah. Okay. So first thing we need to do to identify a pattern, a pattern is an intertwined physical sensation, emotion, and thought. It's not just thinking. We've mixed that up. Our body is involved as well. So to identify your pattern when you're comparing yourself to these big players, you want to ask yourself, okay, what am I feeling right now? Right? And it might be jealous or it might be ashamed. It might be disillusioned. It might be discouraged. It can be any number of emotions that you experience when you compare yourself. Right. Second question, where do you feel that in the body? Emotions are sensations. They are felt in the body. So you want to just identify where in the body. Does your stomach twist up? Do your, does your forehead not? There'll be some physical experience that goes along with that. Lastly, ask yourself, what am I thinking? If you're comparing yourself, it might be, oh, what's the point? It might be, oh, you know, I'll never get to their level. It might be, well, nobody's going to pay, buy my stuff when they're out there already taking up the market. Yeah, It can be any number of thoughts. You've got to identify yours. That is step one in a four-step technique. Stop, look, let's stop looking out there as if the problem is out there that we need to solve. And instead, let's start to see that as, okay, that is a pattern in my brain. It's my brain that's relating to the situation in this manner. That doesn't mean that the pattern is rational or true. In fact, most of the times our brain is extremely irrational. Have you noticed? At least uh -huh. mine is. So we're not looking for what is what is the right way to feel here or the right way to think. Instead, we just start by identifying what do I think? What do I feel? So that's step one. And so everybody can start there and then we'll check in with Adam for some other patterns and we'll move on to step two, three, and four. So, okay. Adam, was that helpful? Very much so. Oh, I, lo I love how you're turning the tables here. Uh, uh, aside, aside from the fact this is almost a yeoman's day off for me, uh, the fact that uh, I get to be the student. I love doing that every once in a while. This is great. And in fact, for those of you who don't have podcasts, this right here, this right here is what I mean by one of my more controversial articles on the topic, which is titled, Candidly, Launch Your Podcast and Get Free Business Coaching. <laughs> I, now, so, so, so let's, so, so let me, let me ask, I'm going to ask you a very candid question. Let's say I'd heard of you and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we connected on social media. I grazed around and liked and commented a couple of your posts. And then I slid into the old DMs. And I said, Hey, Adele, uh, can I pick your brain for 15 minutes on this repatterning stuff? What would the, be the first thing that goes to your mind? Um, well, the first thing that I would think to myself is, I'd be—I'd love to do that for you, but it wouldn't support you. See, it wouldn't support. It wouldn't, it wouldn't support me. That's interesting. No, that's right. Because here's the thing that entrepreneurs need to know: if we can give the brain a feeling of relaxation, it feels like it's accomplished something, but you haven't actually given anybody anything. Okay. Uh huh. So. The problem with most sales people when we go out there and we try and sell 
is we try to show them the benefit of purchasing from us. Okay. Uh -huh. out there, let's just take coaching just because we're talking about coaching. So let's say that you're a coach and you're out there and you're trying to sell your coaching services. And you think that if you can demonstrate the effectiveness of your coaching services, that you will gain clients. Not true. Because right. here's what happens inside that person's brain. They come to you with a problem. You solve that immediate problem because you're a good listener, because you're a good coach. So because you give great advice, so you're able to solve that problem. Okay, they feel like they've gotten all the gold in the world. They feel like, oh, I don't need this person anymore. I'm fine now. But they do still need you. And what you've done is you've just lessened the, the stress for a moment. But that stress will come back because, as we all know, it takes a long time for to um, actually bring about transformation. Ooh, 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 I'm having one of those, ooh, ooh, teacher, 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 can I, can I, can I moments? So can <laughs> I? Yes. Now, this just occurred to me. Because that moment of liberation and release to uh to paraphrase that song don't dream it's over by uh crowded house um you know feeling of liberation and release i can't sing but um gets replaced by a renewed feeling of stress yeah have you also as that person whose brain got picked done yourself mm -hmm. a disservice because I'm now going to subconsciously associate you with the stress and find somebody else to solve the problem. You got it. And, and, and for myself, I've created the stress because now I'm thinking, okay, Adele gave me this little piece and you know, it helped somewhat, but uh, there's more out there and uh, there's got to be an expert. Like, wait, wait a minute. Wait, it's like, wait, it's like, wait a minute. I just spoke with an expert, but there's some, the subconscious thing saying, well, somebody else has got to fix this even if I'm not articulating that in my brain. Holy moly, I never thought of that until now. Yeah, it's worse than that. It, it's actually going to leave you with a feeling of you're not good enough because you your brain thinks, okay, now Adele solved that problem for me. Right? That's the way your brain's going to react. You're going to go away. But then, as Adam's saying, the stress will come back because you haven't actually solved the problem. You just got temporary relief. Uh -huh. Now, who are you going to blame? You're going to blame both me and you're going to blame yourself. There's something wrong with me. They'll get the solution and I'm still feeling the same way. So, yeah. So it's, it's as salespeople, we have to be really careful that we don't give away the goods up front because it's not yeah. in service of the people we're trying to serve. This is, uh, and now to finish my original thought, and we went way off course that, which is good because this avenue is very important. What I was saying is the reason you want to launch your podcast, if for no other reason, is to get that quote-unquote free business coaching. If you approach somebody you want to connect with, maybe you want to network with them, maybe you think of them as a prospective client, maybe you think of yourself as their prospective clients, whatever it is, you want to speak with them, you want to get 15 minutes on a, on a, on a phone call or a Zoom call with them, you ask them for that. They may feel put out. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm staying now the surface level pedestrian view is they may feel put out because, oh, here comes another freeloader. Do I really have time for this when I could be getting paid? However, if you approach them with, hey, I got this podcast and I'm looking for some great guests and I saw you do this repatterning stuff and I've been jonesing to do an episode on that. Can I have you as my guest? Well, A, you're more likely to get a yes to that because now I'm putting reciprocity on the table. I'm going to share this with everybody I know. And uh, and you get to credentialize yourself by saying, hey, I was on the Business Creators Radio Show. Uh, look at all these podcasts I'm getting on. People listen to me. I'm a celebrity. I'm an expert. I'm an authority. I'm an influencer. 
Uh, not only that, but also you're going to have a greater inclination to give some good stuff because it becomes part of your client attraction strategy. And at the same time, with this new revelation you just showed me that I honest to God had never thought of before and we did not plan this in the green room, um, you're able to do it in a one-to-many format that takes away the piece of it where it's like you're solving an individual's pro problem. You're introducing people to your brilliance and your passion, but it's not really for them specifically, even if it does answer, as I mentioned at the beginning, answer a question they didn't even know they needed to ask yet. So it still leaves wide open that they hire you and give you money to solve your problem, solve their problem. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Holy, yeah. holy. I'm going to have to have, I'm going to I'm gonna have to have Zoom scribe, transcribe this this one i mean this is really good yeah and um and you know if anybody's going to come on adam's podcast i can give you a further tip if you want please um, we love tips help your audience to identify what the problem is see most people work very very hard on the wrong thing uh-huh they, they spend most of their time scrambling to fix a problem that they've identified which is actually the solution Okay, Adam, so I'm going to have to back up and give you an example of this to help you to understand. I am, I'm sitting back with my cigar, enjoying the 103 degree weather, thinking about the swimming pool in a half hour, but go for it. Okay, great. So let's say that somebody is um, avoiding doing something, okay? So they, they know that they have to pick up the phone and make sales calls, but they're avoiding it. Yes, I was going to ask you about this. I was going to ask you about the awkwardness about sales calls. So let me just put in Adele. Why do people feel the sales calls are so awkward? Go. Oh, oh, brilliant. Okay, well, that's, yeah. the, that, that's the next topic. We'll yeah. come back to that topic in a moment. So, let, so, so, I'm, so, so now that I've put that question in as well, because it's one of the three questions I wanted to make sure we covered for you, I'm going to put it out there now, and I'm just going to turn this back and let you run loose. Go. Okay, awesome. So let's say that you, there's somebody out there, you're an entrepreneur, you know you have to make sales calls, but you find yourself avoiding that, all right? Uh -huh. You, a lot of people will at that point say to themselves, okay, if I just perfect the content, then I'll be able to sell it. So you work really, really hard perfecting your content over and over again, or you re work really, really hard on wording your website so that it's just perfect instead of picking up those sales calls. So we tend to spend a lot of energy correcting the wrong thing, all right? The uh -huh. solution is, of course, to... As Adam's asking, figure out why you're not picking up the call and work strictly on that. Why you're not comfortable phoning and work on that, remove that pattern, and then you'll be comfortable selling. But for most people, we spend too much time working on the wrong thing. So that's another reason for a coach, because they are going to help you identify the problem. So if you're on Adam's podcast and you're a, a, a guest of his, Help your audience to identify what it is that's keeping them stuck. Help them to identify the problem. That's where a real sales call. That's where the gold in a sales call comes in. Because if you can help somebody share what is their exact problem, now when you they hire you, you can provide the solution. And because they've hired you, you have the time to help them to implement that solution. Okay? Yeah, that's that really good. That's really good. Uh, keep going. Awesome. Okay, so let's get to your next question. Why are people uncomfortable with sales? And I didn't answer that question. I need to, I need to just do a little bit of, um, uh, just give you a vision of your brain. 
Because most yeah. people know it has two hemispheres. Yep. Divided by the center, and there's a right hemisphere and there's a left hemisphere. The left hemisphere and the right hemisphere function differently. Okay. Now it's not as we used to think the right hemisphere is creative and imaginative, and the left hemisphere is analytical and logical. No, both sides of your brain are equally needed for things like creativity, language, analysis, logic. You're using your entire brain. Okay. But there is a fundamental difference. The right side of your brain is all about the here and now. It is absorbing everything in this moment, okay? The left hemisphere of your brain is all about the past and the future. So your left hemisphere is designed to take information that is learned in the past and utilize it in the present moment. Your right hemisphere is absorbing everything in the, in the present moment and passing it over to your left hemisphere for interpretation for bringing that past information into the present. Okay, so yeah. that's just a little bit about your brain. Why do we struggle with sales? Well, the right side of your brain is actually more aligned with what's actually going on in the moment and more about relationships, more about the other person, more about forming a bond with the other person because it's all about here, okay? Being here now. Yeah. The left hemisphere is all about utility. It's all about utilizing what you've learned in the past in order to get to your goals in the future. When you're having a sales conversation, part of that conversation is about creating a relationship with somebody. It's about getting to know and to listen to that person. It's about having compassion with that person. It's about understanding that person. All of that is calling on the right hemisphere of your brain. When you go to ask for the sale, you are using your left side of the brain. Transactional, money, um, you know, A equals B equals C. All of that is left. Launch your podcast. Launch your podcast fast. It's $2,997 and we have a three payment plan. I have a spot for you right now. Uh, I can process this today. We can do our forensic interview on Wednesday. Does that sound, does that sound like the piece it kicks in? That's right. That's the yeah. left hemisphere of your brain. And, 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 that's, and that's really not very relational when you think about it, because now we brought that's them right. to the point where they have to say, am I really doing this or what? That's right. I'm, that's I'm, right. A, I'm actually going somewhere with this. I'm just planting the seed. I want you to finish what you're going to say. And then I have a follow-up question, but go ahead. Okay, great. So here you are. You're building this relationship with this person. You're having this wonderful conversation. You're bonding. You're understanding. You're listening. They're listening. Everything's going along great. And now it comes to a point where you've got to say, okay, well, here's what I have to sell and here's what it is, exactly as Adam just demonstrated. And you've got to switch over to the other hemisphere of your brain. Which I hate. And exactly, it feels awkward uh -huh. because of that transition. So how do you need to do this? Well, you've got to walk people from one hemisphere to the other. You literally, in your sales conversation, are going to take them from the right side of the brain to the left side of the brain, okay? And you're gonna do it by saying something like this. Um, I am going to help you to identify the problem. Remember, that's what the sales call is all about. I'm gonna help you to identify the problem on this call, whatever it is that you're, you're identifying. Tell them exactly what you're gonna do. Say so at the end of that, you will have a choice. You will either say, thank you. I'm good to take it from here. I've, I've got what I need. Or you'll say, okay, tell me the next steps. 
I will let you know when we reach that part of the conversation, are you okay with that? And the person will of course say, yes, no problem, right? What I've done is I've walked them over to the left hemisphere. Now I bring them back to the right hemisphere and I talk to them about the problem and I identify we're doing all that listening and bonding and all of that good stuff. Now you come to the end of yours, you've identified the problem for you, for them, I should say. And now you say something like, great. Remember I said at the beginning, we'd be at this point here now. And they mm -hmm. say, yes. Okay, so now you have a choice to make. Would you like to continue on and work with me? Or are you okay to take it from here? And they say, yes, tell me what to do next. What are next steps? Perfect. Now you can sell comfortable. All right. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm already floating in my chair, but yeah, keep going. Okay, great. So what am I doing? Once you understand your brain, understand how it functions, sales conversations, easy, because you know what's happening in the other person's brain. You know what, how the, that other person's brain is reacting and you know how to get them from one hemisphere to the other and back again, comfortably, easily, and yourself too. That's yeah. Your brain is also needing to call on the right hemisphere and then call on the left. And that feels really awkward. So you, it's it's for both of you, not just for the person listening. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is really good. Is that it? Yeah. Okay, here's okay. So here's my follow-up question. And um okay. this goes back to sales techniques that a lot of us are are taught. Um, particularly when it comes to high ticket sales, sometimes you need more than one conversation to do it. Sometimes you have a client where you need to play the long game to close a deal. Everybody on this show who's ever sold anything more than $97 knows exactly what I'm talking about. So yeah. one of the strategies we follow is that you never leave a call without another call scheduled. Even if the, even if they say something like, well, you know, uh, I'm actually taking the summer off. I'm very interested in what we're, what you're proposing here. Um, I'd like to circle back to you uh, after Labor Day. So you whip out the calendar and you say, okay, so how about September 7th at the same time? And they say, cool. And then you punch it into your scheduling app. You send them an invitation. And on September 7th, they usually show up. You send them a couple reminders, of course, and you stay friends with them in the meantime so they don't forget you. But you know the drill. But then, but what happens sometimes is you get to that point in the conversation where they say something like, well, you know, why don't you let me make the less, make the next move? Or um, I said, I want to talk about this in 30 days. So just reach out to me in 30 days. I don't really want to schedule a call, but I'll speak with you then. Well, gee, how, I mean, now there's a part of you in your mind that makes you feel, oh, I'm being blown off. And uh, let's think about the times, e even if that is legitimately their intent, that they actually, now the problem is, is that um, the 30 days never happens because what happens way too often is the salesperson is blocked and they just don't do it. Or they know that there's somebody hanging out there who said, I will get back to you. And uh, there's still that piece of them is thinking, okay, well, even though it's been six months, they said they'd get back to me. I might offend them if I check in. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, if somebody is doing that, then you can bank your bottom dollar that you did not set up the call for them to say no. Okay. So I, that, that, that occurred to me when you were speaking about that left brain, right th brain thing. I, okay. I just wanted to, I just wanted to interject that to link the things together. Yeah. Yeah. See, here's the thing about relationships. We don't, 
we don't want to hurt people. We don't want to let people down. Right. Right. So that's the problem with sales is that it, it feels really awkward for the person who is being sold to because they really want to help this person. And that's why setting it up as a left brain, you know, you have a choice. You get to say yes or no at the beginning of a call is so important because if we don't do that, then they they will start playing manipulative games like that, which is, well, just let me call you. Like, you know, and they're never going to, guys. Like, let's face reality. Okay? I've, I've, I've figured out that part. And, uh, and you know, and, 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 and I've spoken with other people who are in this situation, too. And they say, you know what? I think they might have actually been sincere, but without encouragement, they had no reason to follow up with me. So I should follow up, but I don't know what to say. Right. Okay, so we'll get to that in a moment. If you've right. you made that mistake and you've you've left the person sort of dangling out there, right? Yep. With this unknown, well, they'll call me kind of thing. I'll come back to that in a moment, okay? But the first thing to know is that if they do say something like that, own it. You haven't set up the call. You haven't structured the call for them to say no. Uh-huh. So just say that. You know, I get the feeling that I haven't structured this call well enough at the beginning to to let you know that you would have a choice. Okay, so I want to go back again. I'm apologizing in in advance for how I set up this call. So, Joe, please, if this isn't something that's of interest to you, just say no. You won't hurt my feelings at all. Okay, but if this is, then let's get something on our calendars, because frankly, I know me, I'm somebody who forgets, and you might be too. So, you know, we might have very good intentions of meeting in 30 days, but it likely won't happen, right? Yep. So if you want it, let's get on your calendar. And if you don't, yeah, feel free to say no, I'm not going to be hurt here. Just own it. Yeah, I... That is that is so good. I am absolutely going to go to www.zoomscribe.com and uh, have this one professionally transcribed. Good. Awesome. That, that's a, that's that's one of my sponsors having a pitch inserted. That's another beauty <laughs> of podcasting, by the way. Yeah, Zoom Transcribe is great. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not. No, no. It's a company called Zoomscribe. www.zoomscribe.com. Uh, they're yeah, we we launched their podcast for them. Uh, actually, the, the the owner of the company, Laney, is involved in the Toro uh, car hosting space. So she's developing a podcast, and she already has a very lucrative TikTok channel around that same topic, uh, around people around aspiring and growing Toro hosts. But she also is a company that does transcription, so they're our sponsor. Awesome! Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. I'm going to look them up. Now, you know, I do want to go back, though, Adam, just something I was saying at the beginning. Right now, I am giving the structure of a really great call, a really great sales conversation. But there are people out there who will not be able to apply what I'm saying. And that is simply because you have a pattern in your brain that cannot apply what I'm saying. It's not because you can't do it. It's not because there's anything wrong with you. It is not because... um, any other reason you don't need more sales training it is just simply because you have a pattern in your brain that can't apply what i'm saying that's fine Get exactly that, book. Yep. it's free go learn the four step repatterning technique and go get rid of that pattern right okay now back to sales Okay. Um, yeah, just to know we have about 10 minutes left in this but if we need to go a little bit longer i don't think anybody's going to object 
Okay. Because this cool. is way I'm too fine. good. So don't feel rushed. All right. Excellent. Okay. Do you have any other questions about SATs? You know, as of right now, you have answered so many of the frequently asked questions that I get from people in my community about this, uh, because uh, you know I've uh, you know been uh, I'm you know in mastermind groups I belong to, uh, both formal and informal, uh, among some of my friends. This is the thing that keeps coming up: is you know that initial conversation about sales burns all hot, and then it just kind of dangles, and it's mm-hmm. left open ended. And there's this feeling that the client just sort of puts up a barrier between them. I mean, they're polite about it. They may even be friendly about it, but they're also saying that signal of, eh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not really here to be sold. So I'm not going to schedule a follow-up call with you. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and this is, and this is a point of, believe me, in, in many private conversations, this comes up again and again and again. So what I want to highlight for our listeners is how you're using uh, frame control, in essence, and repatterning to merge, to make the two sides of the brain for you and your prospect to work in conjunction with each other by setting up not only a, per, a, a permission, going back to permission-based marketing at the very beginning, saying, um, you, know, you have a choice of saying, yes, tell me more, or no, I can handle it from here. And if it seems like they're kind of saying, yes, I want to hear more, but I don't really want to commit to this conversation, it actually gives you an anchor that you can pull right back in to clarify and crystallize. Is it really yes? Is it really no? Is it really they need more information? Mm-hmm. That's right. So one of, the, one of the best things you can say in a sales call if somebody says, um, you know, I don't have enough money or I don't have enough time. Here's how you're going to deal with that. You're going to say, I totally understand, right? Yes, I get that you may not have enough money. I totally get it. But let's just put money on one side for a moment and tell me if you have anything, any other concerns or any other questions. Yeah. Let's just put money on one side for a moment and tell me if you have any other concerns and any other questions. When it comes up, when it comes yep. And when it comes, and when it comes, to, yeah, I promise I'll come back to money. When it comes to launching podcasts, believe me, people have concerns. But yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, exactly. and I, and I, and I, and I have, and I have answers to every conceivable objection. Yeah. So your your left brain always struggles with money. Okay, it, it, whether it struggles with money in in terms of I don't have enough, in terms of scarcity, or whether it struggles with money in terms of you know I um. I've got too much. It doesn't matter. Money in the left hemisphere is an issue for most people. So expect that objection. It's just always going to be there. Of course it is. Uh, It's not a problem. All right. You just need to know how to deal with it as a left brain pattern. Okay. Well, let's just put that on one side for a moment. Tell me what your other concerns are and we'll come back to that. And usually when they're able to talk about the real problem, which is always something like I can't do this or I'm not good enough. Um, then the money situation just melts away. Yeah. Uh, a common objection that I get is I'm in this other program right now, or I need to finish my book tour or something like that. Now, meanwhile, launch your podcast fast. And I'm doing a little seed based marketing here actually is designed for somebody who wants to launch a podcast 
but doesn't really want to deal with the mechanics of it at all. And they don't want to add this to their team's plate. They want to just uh, bring somebody on a hired gun to make it happen. So the experience for the client, if they were to launch a podcast, is real simple. You're going to have a few calls with me. You're going to have to answer some questions and sign off on a few things and record some episodes. Everything else is just going to happen. I mean, uh, I mean, that's that's how I that's how I can explain it to them in two senses. They don't have to worry about how do I get on iTunes, which, by the way, is called Apple Podcasts. I have to correct people all the time. And they don't say, but 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 how do I make my intro and how do I splice that on? And and uh, and what do I do about what kind of microphone do I need? Well, the answers to all those things are except for one is all you have to do is sign off on stuff. We do that for you. And as far as the microphone thing, uh, my stock answer is anyone that sounds good is fine. And if you want specifics uh, within the uh, learning vault that you ha- you'll get as a customer, a friend of mine filmed two awesome step-by-step exactly what you need tutorials so you can have world-class studio quality for like 300 bucks. Does that sound good to you? Cool. Yeah. So I'm just giving an example of something yeah. that's some times comes up and uh, one of the major objections is uh, is by launching a podcast i feel like i might be creating a job for myself and mm-hmm. i have the an- and i have the answer it takes out away so merging that with what you said is take the money and set it to one side they may be thinking well if i do this now i'm gonna have to do all this work i'm gonna have to learn all this stuff and uh i can say to him blue in the face no you don't it's taken care of mm-hmm. but They've heard that before. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly, exactly. It's, it's dealing with objections is typically dealing with people. I'm not good enough. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not good enough. I'm afraid of what this is going to do to my life. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be that good of a host. I tell you, one of my favorite stories is I had somebody who resisted for a year launching a podcast because he was concerned that uh, he wouldn't be a really good host he was uh, concerned that uh, he wouldn't be able to develop a show flow that his conversations wouldn't be interesting then he tried a few and he found out oh this is fun <laughs> yeah and he got really really juiced about it so when we got to the point in the pre-launch sequence where i had him recording his first episodes the ones that have to be there the day it goes live and he did his first cup was like oh wow okay sign me up for a lifetime of this but yeah. the challenge is getting in there. Yeah, yeah. The, you want to know the number one fear? Yeah. Everybody on the planet fears yep. this, the unknown. Uh-huh. It's not public speaking. It's not entrepreneurship. It's not sales. It is just the unknown. Our brain seeks out the familiar, and it's comfortable in the familiar. And so if you're, if you're an entrepreneur and you're selling something to somebody, you know that you, what you're inviting them to do is bring in the unknown. And so there's going to be some anxiety there inside that pitch, inside that conversation. Yeah. With both of you. Yeah. Wow. This is, this is great. Have you written a book? I have, yes. Uh, about, uh, about this stuff? Um, tell yeah. us about it now. Yeah, it's called Shift, Four Steps to Personal Empowerment. Um, readers can get it free on my website if they'd like. And which web, which yeah. website? Which, which I have a couple um, websites for you. Which one so, is it? You can go to shift four steps. That's the number four steps. So S H I F T four 
and then steps.com. And uh-huh. then you can get my free stuff. So that's just, if you've seen a podcast, if you've listened to me on a podcast, you can get a free video there and you can get my free book there. If you want more about my thought leadership, or if you want to reach out and have a call with me, then go to adelspragan.com. So my name.com. Yeah. One second here. Um, I encourage everybody to go to shift four steps, S H I T. S-H-I-F-T, the number four, S-T-E-P-S.com, and type in your name and email address, as I am doing right now, and clicking the next button. And then it's going to ask me a few other questions, which, uh, uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I will go ahead. Oh, yeah, and it actually does remember some of them. So I'm going to do that right now. And uh, you want my address, too. All right. Okay, make need. I've never done this on a podcast before. <laughs> well, you won't be disappointed. Sweet. It's an award-winning book for a reason. I mean, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I mean, I buy lots of my clients' books, and I download tons of their stuff because uh, I, I figure whatever we discussed on the podcast, their deliverable is going to be the natural next step, which is what I tell our listeners: always take up on always take up on the offer. If you put you on the mailing list, you're going to love the mailing list. And if you don't, I only deal with good people. So you can just click that little button at the bottom. There's no risk to you, except for the possibility that you might miss out if you don't. So I'm finishing my account setup. Ta-da, processing, 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 processing. I've never done it actually live during the interview before. This is a first for me. It's processing, processing, processing. And uh, I am officially a member. There you go. And I, can, and I can go to the book now. Yeah. And it has opened it as some sort of slideshow thing. So I'm going to go ahead and bookmark that. And I imagine I'm probably going to get some emails and such with my access information and things like that. So I'll be good to go. Yeah, you will. Okay. So folks, shift foursteps.com and to check out all the other cool stuff go to Adele's website at www.adele A-D-E-L-E like the singer Spragan S-P-R-A-G-G-O-N dot com that's AdeleSpragan.com and with that Adele whew, thank you so much for being here today it's been an honor and believe me in education well thank you Adam it's been fun and I, I look forward to supporting all of your audience out there, helping them to get those entrepreneurial ventures launched and hitting the sky. Absolutely. We trust you enjoyed today's episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. Check out our previous and upcoming episodes on our website at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.